It's 6 a.m. Rise and Shine. Let's talk sports and welcome to The Grind. And good Tuesday to you, and welcome inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser, alongside Jeff McIntyre, as we grind it out here on a Tuesday edition. Welcome in, Jeff. It's always fun talking to you, and as you come in, I swear, it was raining when we walked Yeah, in. I knew it was supposed to. There was a chance of it throughout the day. Yeah, it was actually supposed to rain a little bit yesterday, I think. It was wow. like 20%, it's- and so I mowed Sunday. I bring it with me, which is fine. Which is fine. I'm, I'm honestly, I'm trying to turn over a new leaf in 2020. Uh, not, not that I have any trees to turn a leaf over on, <laughs> but uh, I did plant one. But uh, I'm trying to get ahead, stay ahead of the grass. Like I'm literally that guy that's like, okay, if I mow every ten days versus every seven days, that's four less mows per year. Yeah. That's I mean, deep I've, thinking on I've, it. Well, I feel like it's probably too much. It's it's heavy. It's heavy. But I, have I will a two say, week regiment. Oh, you mow every two weeks? Every two weeks. Oh, wow. Like, I can't do it. Like, it's not that I have that good of grass. I have that good of weeds. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, the little sprigs. Like, the grass is very manageable. It's the little sprigs that yeah. I'm like, ah, wow. So, but uh, my neighborhood's pretty tight-knit. So, a lot of people mulch, and I'm one of the few people that blow the grass. And it takes me kind of twice as long because I feel bad because they don't blow their grass, but I do. So I got to kind of rake it and bag it and do different things. So I started, like, if you stay ahead of it, you can mulch it and it yeah. doesn't kill the lawnmower. You You're right. That? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Figured that out. I blow it. During quarantine 2020. Yeah, you learn all kinds of stuff when you have nothing else to do. Well, I'll tell you, you, you get creative. Like yesterday, I was homeschooling. I found out, like, I'm that inner Bueller. Bueller, oh. like I'm in that guy because my little boy, and and I like here's the thing I was not the the creme de la creme student so the fact that my little boy um he was like oh this is the way we normally do it I'm like ah it's not what the directions say I'm like I you know there's another sense of there's a sense of urgency uh when you're you're kind of got the 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 knowledge of your child in your hand and granted, I mean, it's first grade. I mean, I'm not like telling, you know, I'm not like in those formative years per se, but if like, if, you know, he has a, a run in with, with some bad stuff later on in life, I might, you know, I could blame it on these two months. Easy. So I, <laughs> I, I don't want to take any chances. So we played capture the flag last night. Cause that was in, in elementary school. I guess, you know, they, they've got like specials mm-hmm. like yep. STEM and they've got the, the gym and then they've got art and whatever. Well, all their specials sent home like a pick one a day type thing. Well, I said, well, what's normally on Monday? Because, like, I'm about it. I'm about regimen. You know, like, what do you do on Mondays? Well, we go gym. I'm like, okay, cool. We'll do the gym one. Capture the flag. And so it literally said, do not hide the flag. Just put it in a location, and it's all timing-based, basically. So Mm -hmm. you can do it with any sibling, da-da-da-da-da. So anyway, we're playing it, and he goes, oh, I think we need to add this rule. I think we need to add this rule. And I'm like, Jackson, that's not what we're supposed to do. I'm like, 
why would we add rules? He said, see, it says right here, it's less fun if you make it harder to find. And I'm like, you read that one more time. And he said, like I said, it's let, oh, I see. Yeah. It, and Riley, so Riley's uh, all about hide and seek too. She wants to hide herself and which is not a bad game for me because she'll be like, all right, now you need to count. And I go hide and I'm like, yeah, okay, I'll count. I'll be like, all right, what am I doing here? What's what's going what's going on on sports? Nothing? Okay, cool. What's going on on this? And I'm like, should I go find her? Nah, I'm good. So she's still hiding. Oh, yeah. it's funny. Like we we spent more time making the flag for capture the flag <laughs> than we did actually playing the game because uh it was You got art and outdoor activity all in yeah, the time. Yeah, I feel like I feel like we're going to kind of parlay that into a twofer. But anyway, anyway, fun fun times though in in Quarantine 2020. Yeah. Have you seen the little the? It's like a Dexter's Laboratory meme, and it's it's all funny like Southern state statements. No, like but I like Dexter's Laboratory. Like so. I feel like I need to get you on this. So it's it's all like instead of quarantine, it's you know everybody's calling it quarantine. <laughs> and so he said, "Where you know it's it's always a girl talking to Dexter like where you been." And his word is two syllables. Oh, quarantine. Yeah, I have it's seen those. That's where I've been. I've been quarantine. Yeah. twenty twenty. But uh, anyway, three good topics today. As we're we're going to dive right into to i racing. We're going to dig right into to Bristol. Uh, you, you know the 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 kind of probably Bristol the way we always wanted it to be, but yet digital. Uh, but right. but uh, going to talk a little bit about the NFL All Decade Team and a little bit of like. You know, we talked about a little pre pre show, a little bit of uh, aha, like it's been that long since said yeah. players have been in the league because we're sitting here going, well, where's such and such? Well, they got out in the league in 2013. Well, we're, why is so and so not in there? Well, they only played five years in this decade. There's those moments yes. w- that we're going to have, and, and it's, it's going to be funny to talk to and go through this team. There was some unanimous, which. I don't necessarily disagree with the unanimous because in the in the flavor that that Jeff pointed out, there's some guys that you look at and you go, "Really, all decade team? This guy? Who else do you yeah. put there? Who, who else would you?" And, put there? and so that's a, that's a really good point. So we'll we'll kind of meander through the 22. We'll look at what's going on and the specialist, and we'll see what's going on there. And then uh, a little conversation piece as to LeBron James. Like I'm a LeBron fan, and this one he had my temp going up just a hair. Uh, until I read it, I, I think he. It he was went, a neat article, and it was clickbait at its best, was it? Oh, not? absolutely. If you if you don't follow me on Facebook, that's exactly what I called it yesterday. Clickbait at its best yes. because you want to. If you wanted to drum up zero interest, say LeBron says uh, the lady Gamecocks are not the best thing going, and and it would have been the same reverence. I mean, like yes. it, the the article, it would have explained the article pretty well the same, but he said no. What was it? He picks the UConn All-Stars over Tennessee, over Pat Summit's Tennessee, I think at some point it says. And I'm like, oh, no, he didn't. Yeah. And and that it coined my phrase. Like, Laura sent it to me. It was like, you know, face, you know, the open mouth face. And, and I'm like, I'm like, this just goes to prove nobody's perfect. I and and people get it nobody's twisted. Nobody's perfect. And and people go to get it get it twisted with me and sports athletes. Like everybody's like, I can't believe you like Mike Vick. You know what he did with those dogs? I'm like, I didn't say I wanted to open a veterinarian hospital with him. Yeah, name it after him. You know what I'm saying? I'm I liked him because he yes. was elusive on the football field. 
I make no qualms about him being a great person. It's just like LeBron. I think LeBron has has he is a fairly good person between the school. You know, he, he's he's a family man, the whole deal. Uh, but I, I it, that doesn't change me. No, y- you know what I'm saying. Like in Dominican Sue, he's probably a bag. Like yeah. I feel like he's a guy that I never want to see ever ever in in public. But watching him play defensive line is pretty cool. Yeah, because he's just going to rip your face off. Yes. I mean, and and the thing is, is that in the trenches where that goes down, that's what you want. Yeah, and so anyway, right. so anyway. I, I everybody's like, I, you still like LeBron after him making that comment? I'm like, he's not commentating women's basketball. No, it's his, <laughs> it's his opinion. Exactly. Period. He probably doesn't like some of my opinions, and that's fine. Yeah. And that's fine. But we'll start with iRacing. iRacing at Bristol was Sunday. It was pretty cool how they did it because the way Bristol is, the way you're not going to do a Food City 500 on iRacing. Right. Yum, yum, yum. Which, the way the way they were reckoned, it might have taken like seven hours. But uh, <laughs> I, I will say, you know, it was it was very fun because they had two heat races. Uh, I think I think William Byron won one and Daniel Suarez won the other one. I can't remember. But they, they kind of, they heat raced, and then there was kind of a, a, a feature. You know, it kind of parlayed a little dirt, parlayed a little Arca. You know, there, there was some, some local feel to Bristol. And uh, Bristol looked good. It was funny because Food City jumped in and was. Was there was, a lot of people in the stands? Well, I mean, it looked that way. <laughs> it looked that way. First sellout in a few years. I'll tell you that. Uh, but the only thing I didn't like, and I, I feel like iRacing can get better at this. Like, here's the deal: you want to put it on TV, you want to put it on Fox. Those trailers in the middle of the 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 racetrack need sponsors on them. Yeah, they were just plain Ojano, and I'm like, everything else is there. The the what what do you call it? What's the Colossus? Yeah, Colossus yep, TV yep. was there. Uh, you know they they showed pit area and people walking around and people working on the car. Wow. And I'm like, but there's no sponsors on the on the trailers. And I understand, like it's probably never been thought of. Never never was expe- expected to be on Fox. Right. Yeah. But I was just like, man, that's there's your gap. You won't find a gap. There's your one. But man, it was a, it was a good race. There was kind of some key points I wanted to touch on. Uh, you know, we can go lap by lap, but I just don't think that's the audience that we've got right now. No. But <laughs> what's awesome about iRacing, and I've said this every week because we've talked about it at least one day a week, uh, is the fact that that these are all professional drivers that can't drive in iRacing. Right. And Jimmy Johnson's one that they were trying to talk to him and he slid through his pit box. <laughs> it was the funniest thing ever because Jeff was like, oh, I guess I didn't need to be talking to you. And he's like, oh, okay. you know, you can tell, you know, Jimmy's kind of square anyway. Yes. And so anyway, there was that side of it that, that again, just a weekly reminder that these guys are not gamers. They're, they're behind the wheel of, of 800 horsepower car guys. Yeah. You know, so the, the dynamic is, although similar and they've got those rigs that look like cars or whatever. It was funny. Like, um, oh, who was it? Who was it? Uh, it was Ty Dillon. He, they were talking to him. And his rig is so cheap, he's literally in his bedroom on the side of his bed. <laughs> and and the funny thing was, is you know, from two weeks ago, oh, where'd they race at? It was Texas last week. And then was it Homestead? Homestead. You're, look at that. Uh, but... Homestead, it was like pretty much just throw the rig in the garage and let's rock and roll. Okay, so this week, 
I can't remember who it was. Was, it was sponsored by Blue Emu. It was like Landon Castle or something like that. He had a fully enclosed deal where Blue Emu was at every camera angle. Oh, wow. That's that's like straight up normal NASCAR. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he had stickers everywhere but his forehead. <laughs> and and here's the thing. Uh, uh, Ty Dillon, you know, like I'm saying, cheapo rig. Like when he talked to Jeff Gordon, he hit the space bar. He had a keyboard and he hit the space bar. Wow. I'm like, come on, man. And, he, and the funny thing was, is he said he played iRacing like years and years ago, like maybe seven, eight years ago. And his steering wheel was actually an ARCA car steering wheel. <laughs> so he had set up a rig based around like what he did then. Mm-hmm. And he had just had it in the garage or in storage or what have you. So he yanks it back out and he, he's got a, I mean, he's got a real deal looking shifter and everything. But he doesn't have the buttons on the steering wheel to talk to people or anything. So he's hitting the space bar to talk to him. Has to hold it, too. Uh, so it was funny. He would, like, hold it and talk and talk and talk and then take a breath, shift, and then go back to talking. But the funny thing was, I say all that to say this, his sponsor's Geico. And there was eight and a half by 11s all over his bedroom that said 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Da-da-da-da-da. He actually had a stuffed animal gecko sitting beside him in his rig. Funniest thing you'll you'll see. And and the the dyna- passenger. Well, and then Clint Boyer, like Clint Boyer couldn't be any more plain. Like he's in a like office setting. Like it's pretty much at Stuart Haas, I think. Uh he's got his Stuart Haas polo. It says Stuart Haas. It says Smithfield, who was his sponsor this week. And then it's a black room with like a red border. I mean, it it's nothing, and he's just chilling. He's sitting up in in probably a desk chair. It's the it's the funniest Comfy. thing. But I mean, you know, the the whole gamut's there. The whole gamut's there. You 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 go inside to you know the Daniel Suarez thing with uh, with Kyle Larson. It was funny because Daniel Suarez got into a wreck with Alex Bowman or somebody couple weeks ago which daniel suarez that's why you're not nascar but right. uh, or that's why you're not in full-time nascar but anyway uh there was the discussion that uh he he took a bathroom break during a caution and kind of autopilot kind of deal <laughs> and he took a picture of his dog and he says oh i let the dog drive for a few minutes and then like right out of the caution he's the next caution and the joke was <laughs> is that the dog was driving <laughs> And uh, Sunday, it's so funny because Mike Joy, Jeff Gordon, they, they're no holds barred because they get caught up because it is kind of realistic, but not really. So they're like, they know that it's not real, so they're kind of a little brash about it, but then they, they get funny with it. Uh, when Daniel Suarez and Kyle Larson got kicked out of the race, <laughs> they said, uh, they said, so uh, I wonder if he's going to blame that one on the dog. Oh, I would. Oh, it's so funny. Or the cat. Yeah, I'd blame it on somebody. I, I'm surprised nobody's blamed it on the significant other. Yeah, there you go. I'll tell you something that's hilarious, and I think I spoke to it at the first race, Homestead. Uh, the The funny thing is, is how how bought in some people are. Okay, so instant credibility. Like if you uh, if you ever watch American Idol, Lionel, Lionel Richie, he he uses the term instant identity. The best thing they did was bring Dale Jr. into this deal. Yeah, like I'm I'm telling you, they brought millions to watch this because Dell Jr.'s there. This guy being one of them. Like, it, it instant credibility when they said Dell Jr.'s getting back in something. Like, I literally, when I went to Charlotte a couple years ago after he retired, I went to Whiskey River in hopes to see Dell Jr., not because I was interested in Whiskey River. That's his restaurant. Makes sense. So, anyway, 
kind of stalkerish, I know. But uh, anyway, Aye. but but what I'm saying is, is you put Dale Jr. behind the wheel of a car. You, you sold a sponsor, you, what have you. He's done really well in it. He leads most weeks. He he hasn't won yet, but which is kind of seems pretty realistic. But yeah, uh, does. But uh, anyway, he uh, but he he's done really well. Well, the funny thing is, is two weeks ago or maybe even last week at Texas, he got wrecked late in the race. Late in the race, and he was up front. He was probably top five, kind of you know making his way, whatever. He got wrecked. His sister went ballistic on social media. Really? Yeah, said, wish such such knew how to drive, da-da-da-da-da. Amy Earnhardt went crazy. Or not Amy Earnhardt. Uh, I can't remember her name. Amy uh, Earnhardt's his wife now. I don't know. Uh, either way. I, I, I had, when, when Dale Sr. passed, I, I've got the whole trilogy of, like, Dale, the movie 3, the driver number <laughs> 8 book. You, you know, you kind of go through the, the motions. But anyway... I just think I just think it's it's funny because there's there's all these rules that not a lot of people know. Like there's no restart zone in in i racing. It's basically when the pace car drops off, rock and roll. Okay, which I kind of like. Yeah, because I think it's about it's about how quick you can. Because once he goes below the line, it's green. Not makes like, sense. Not like on pit road. Not like in his parking place. As soon as he gets below the line, go. Wow. Okay. So there's a little bit of. There's a little bit of spotter twitch you can do. Now there's not the it's not the same rule like in NASCAR that you can't get past the the leader until the start finish line. No. It's whoever drops. It's drag racing from that point. And I think that's awesome. Yeah, that is cool. I mean, that's that's right up there with the XFL's kickoff in my opinion. Yeah. Like do that. Like that's that's the way to do it. But anyway, Anyway, I think that that you know, there would be video review of a lot of things because people would be like, "Well, was he really below the line or not?" in re- in real life, but in digital, you can tell because yeah. they have they have it on that car too. <laughs> so, anyway, um, I love that Daniel Suarez and Kyle Larson got kicked out for being rough because I'm just like, one, that's Daniel Suarez. I mean, I feel like that that didn't change a whole lot. <laughs> but then Kyle Larson just he understands it's a video game. Yes. He's sitting there and he's like, you know what? I got these. I think they've got three resets where they can literally, like if they crash out, they can hit reset. They go to the back of the field and then they get a new car and they, they try to do it again. That's kind of neat. And and it's almost like a set of spare tires. I mean, that's how they treat them. They're like, I want to save one reset for the end. And so it, it's, it's a pretty interesting dynamic. And I've gotten into it well more than I ever expected to. But I think when you have no sports – you dig in. You, you, dig you reach in. for what you can. Yeah, I mean, I watched a little bit of that NBA 2K challenge. That's not really my jam because it's it's still, even though they've come a long way with 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 any kind of sports playing game as far as the way the people run and things, but it's still, like, twitchy. Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah, I don't know. I, I can't do it. After NBA Jam, I couldn't get into them anymore. Right. After NFL Blitz, I felt like they all should be like that. So. Yes. Uh, and, and then I tried a little bit of that Madden 20 challenge, but I've watched those before. Again, I can. I would rather myself play NCAA 2014 yep. myself exactly. than to watch somebody do that. For whatever reason, iRacing has me because racing games with the driving jigs is difficult. There's a certain level of difficulty to it. Yeah, I can see and, that. And so, anyway... But but one of the funny stories is, and I, and I feel like I'd be doing Tennessee um, Tennessee fans kind of an injustice if I don't talk about it. Bubba Wallace, <laughs> he's had the first uh, the first big sponsor fallout of uh, iRacing. Uh, Bubba Wallace, 
Sunday was was getting getting kind of beaten, banged around, and uh, and and all of a sudden, like he's he's kind of headhunted. Like people start like jamming him, like yes. pretty big deal, and like getting mad at him and like tweeting bad things, and he just flat parks it. He just puts it in the dirt and says, "Hey, I'm out," and car goes away. Like quit, done, yeah. Bye. And and here's the thing, that's not a big deal. No, I mean, that's it's, that's par for the course with, with video games. Well, and, and it's eye racing or whatever. The the qualm is it's all about sponsors. And so he got a sponsor. Blue Emu was a sponsor. And Blue Emu was all over this thing. Blue mm-hmm. Emu's jumped out there. You know, apply directly where it hurts, Blue Emu. That that people they should take some right now. They're all of it. Yeah. Well, see, yeah, it seems like their <laughs> their post posterior uh has some pain. But uh anyway, uh <laughs> here's here's the deal. You get paid to do something and he didn't do it. So I it, and and they were livid. Oh yeah. Like they you're were talking mad. about like Palm Sunday, supposed to be like calm and, and collected. Uh Blue Emu's uh CEO, executive, whatever you want to call him was stamping around going, that is not what I paid you for. No. And 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 the funny thing is, is I don't even want to say years ago, six months ago, if you would have told me that, that Blue Emu's executives would be a, a, a almost front page social media news was that Bubba Wallace got canned by a video game sponsor uh, because he quit a video game, I would have lost, I'd have lost it. I'd have, I'd have laughed uncontrollably. Oh, yeah. I still did. But, well, yeah, I still <laughs> thought it was funny. I was like, why has it got to be Bubba? Because Bubba's a Tennessee fan, you know? Yeah. I got to show you that helmet. Like, it was the best thing ever. But Bubba Bubba is turned into a little bit of a brash. He's like a he's like a good mix. He's like enough cockiness of Kyle Busch, uh, but, but a little bit more country, if that makes sense. Yeah, I got and, you. And, and the thing is, so it's a little bit of you want him to do well. I mean, he's in a good car. He's in the, he's in the petty car. So, I mean – you you want that historic power to come back? I mean, I, they don't have what they had back then, but it's just not the same team. But Bubba and that car fits at the moment. Yeah, I and think so, so you wanted him to do well. So just to have any kind of negative pub is kind of crappy. But in maybe today's sports, I don't know that any pub is bad pub. No, and and a couple things with this is you know for Bubba, he has like you made the point. You know, this was a sponsor. Technically, he was getting paid, so or somebody was getting paid, anyways. So he yeah, has. I don't. To, I don't know how this works because I mean, I don't like know either. in other ways, you know, sponsor, chunk it out, crew chief gets this, yes, all this. I don't know how this works. I'm, I don't know I'm assuming. I'm assuming RPM gets some Richard Petty, and then and then Bubba gets some. I would yeah. think it's pretty pretty clear cut. He has to remember that now he's he is subject to a little more personal level now because yeah you get the in car and stuff like that and in a real race but this is this is him you know this is this is him and his rig and him doing his thing and he has to remember that now on the flip side blue emu they need to remember this is a video game this is this happens all the time rage quitting that is nothing new that at all and it's 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 part of it and i'd venture to say that that you know the the lead exec or whoever this was probably isn't familiar with the video game world 
probably isn't familiar with online stuff like that. And you can push people's buttons very easily, very quickly, and then they just quit. And and what are you out? I mean, you know, they come back the next time or whatever. So I don't it, not on Bubba Wallace's car. Yeah, not on his. <laughs> but it, it's this that's the demographic that they have right now. And he has you know, for him to be stomping around and being so mad about it, you got you got you know, hey, maybe let's not do this or hey, because you think about it. He said, what if he'd have done that on the track? You know, he referred to him as he compared him to a 13 year old kid, and I was like, no. I was like, for one, he wouldn't do this on the track. You're not going to park the car in the middle of Bristol and just hop out, leave the keys in it, and see. You know what? I'm out. I quit. Unless, yeah, crew chief might be eating ice cream. Yeah, if he's eating ice cream, you can NASCAR. You know, wouldn't approve of that. But you know, okay. And then two, say he does get mad at Clint Boyer because he wrecked him. Okay, if you get out of your car, run over to his pit stall, and punch Clint Boyer in the head. Yeah, NASCAR is going to say, oh, no, please don't do that. In reality, they're going to be going, yeah, hit him again. Because that's what they want. They want that fiery confrontation. And so, I mean, you can't make comments and compare a video game to the real world and expect there to be a one-for-one. That's not how it works. And you, you you can't give me that level of drama and expect me to believe it. I just don't. Right. Right, and, and you know, I think they're trying to spice it up. There's still there's still a large contingency that could care less about our racing. Well, you know what's going to happen this weekend? Bubba Wallace is still going to be out there racing. It's not like losing a sponsor in real NASCAR crap. Am I going to have enough money to put a car out there next weekend? I don't know. No, guess what? On time to race. You know who should sponsor him? Who? Not this show. I know. I saw that. I saw those eyes. That's all I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, no, I was I was saying UT. Tennessee should sponsor them. Yeah. They could run a smoky gray car. That'd I mean, cool. it could be awesome. You know what I would do if I was Bubba Wallace? I would put pain relief on some cardboard stock or whatever and just smack it behind my head so when I'm racing, it's on there. I mean, they can't they can't police who joins these video game things. And what are they going to do? I mean, it's going to make Blue Emu really mad, but I'd do it oh. in a heartbeat. <laughs> oh, it would be... I don't great. know. I might need to text him though. It might not be a lot. I might could get the grind on the hood or something for like twenty bucks. Let's do it. I think it's a good shot. I think it is too. Private message. It's gonna yes. happen. It's gonna happen today. But uh but Jeff, let's get to a break. We've uh we've kind of mowed through about a third of this show and still on iRacing. Let's take a break, listen to these fine sponsors. When we come back, let's talk about LeBron James. LeBron James has an opinion that got a little uh, got a little pub yesterday. Would it have gotten it at other times? I don't know, but yesterday it sure did. We'll talk about it on the flip. You're listening to the grind 100.9 FM, 8:50 AM, and streaming at wkvl.com. Rocky Top Sports. We'll be right back. Your hometown alternative to Ordinary Sports Radio, 100.9 FM, 850 AM, Rocky Top Sports. 
Buying a home is one of the biggest financial decisions you will ever make, and it can be overwhelming, but Donna Cry at Mortgage Investors Group is committed to making your home buying experience a pleasure. Donna Cry is my personal home mortgage specialist. MIG is rated number one in residential mortgage lenders in Tennessee. Are you considering a new home? Then use who I trust, Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group in Maryville. Whether you're buying your first home or your fifth, Donna will help you put your home ownership plans into action. Call Donna at 865-984-9948 or go to DonnaCry.com. MIG is an equal housing lender. This is Alex Melvin, CEO of Rural King. Livestock is essential to America. Rural King is working hard to provide your essential livestock supplies. You can buy online at RuralKing.com and pick up in store. Rural King is open from 7 a.m. to 9 p.m. with the first hour reserved for our customers over 60 and we insist no more than one adult per cart shopping at any time. God bless all of you. And God bless our country. Rural King, America's farm and home store. Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work? Or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Maryville. They open at 7.30 a.m. and have daily drink specials. They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily, as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville, a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. Your local Blount County Community Food Connection is still open serving local families in time of need and hardship. We provide prepackaged groceries to help meet your nutritional and dietary needs. The Community Food Connection is open Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday from 10 a.m. until noon for drive-up delivery only. Residents are asked to remain in their vehicle so that our volunteers may safely distribute the food. Directions as to how to enter and depart the facility will be clearly displayed. We thank you for your cooperation and look forward to serving you at your Blunt County Community Food Connection. This is Wayne Kaiser, host of Rocky Top Sports, sports radio show, The Grind. If you're looking for a way to catch The Grind not in its normal programming, if you can't make that six to seven hour, check it out online thegrindonsports.com. It's the hub for everything The Grind. We've got Twitter feed, Facebook feed, and of course, SoundCloud. If you miss a show, you don't have to miss it forever. Check it out online, thegrindonsports.com. That's thegrindonsports.com. Whitlock and Company Certified Public Accountants features accounting services for individuals and businesses. Serving Blount County for over 30 years, everything from income tax preparation services to personalized accounting plans for small businesses and large corporations with over 100 employees for a full range of accounting services, including payroll processing, bookkeeping, individual and business tax returns, compilation, review, and assurance services. It's Whitlock & Company, PC, 375 Fountain View Circle in Alcoa, Tennessee, 37701. Phone 865-984-1040 or 865-981-9638 or visit Whitlock & Company online at whitlockcpa.com. We don't always promise to be perfect, but we promise to give you our honest opinion. This is sports radio from a fan's perspective. You're listening to The Grind on 100.9 FM, 850 AM, Rocky Top Sports.
welcome back inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Jeff McIntyre as we grind this thing out on a Tuesday edition. Jeff, we've uh, we've talked fighting in NASCAR, and now I just think it's – I mean, isn't this just like the most seamless transition, NASCAR to ladies basketball? Completely. I mean, I feel like it's been it's been done for, for, for millenniums. Yeah. For, for many years. Uh, if not, it should be. And it will be today. So uh, we go to this this comment yesterday, and that's all it is. It was it was a flat out tweet, a response to an article uh, that that really it's it's the the history versus the now. That's what the original article was. Is right now in the Southeastern Conference ladies basketball, South Carolina reigns supreme. Right. You know, of the last five years, I think they've won three regular season championships, a couple tournament championships, and then they won a national championship and was probably on their way to another one because I don't know that there was many people that were going to hit them. They even beat uh, UConn in the regular season. So, I mean, it's it's one of those – the trajectory was there for this South Carolina team to put itself in a position that only the Lady Vols had been in in Southeastern Conference ladies basketball. And so with that, the discussion was had the all-time team of – South Carolina versus the all-time team of Tennessee. And and no disrespect to South Carolina, but but all of their players were like the last three to four or five years. And, and, and you know, they were good players, but they were a byproduct of being good players in a pretty bad league. Yes. Point blank, end of story. Uh, they, they were players that have yet to prove their grit at the next level. Uh, it was players that have are in the WNBA right now, but at the same rate, uh, you don't know that they're going to be to the level of a of a Candace Parker, of a of a Tamika Catchings, who by the way is going into the Pro Basketball Hall of Fame this year. Uh, Shamiqua Holesclaw, three time three time national champion, let alone SEC. So uh, you, you know, so it, it was one of those deals. Pat Summit era the versus the Don Staley era is what they were putting this out as. Pat Summit's squad would look like this. It'd be Kelly Harper, was Kelly Jolly back then, who's now the head coach at Tennessee. I think that's a that's a nod to her. There's probably some other point guards you could have put in there. But, again, I, I, I like Kelly, and I thought she was part of a great team. So, Kara Lawson, who is now coaching for the Boston Celtics, but had a long run, had some gold medals in the Olympics, won a WNBA championship, et cetera, et cetera. Tamika Catchings, we talked about her. Shamiqua Holesclaw and Candace Parker. All of those, not only All-Americans in college, but All-Stars at the WNBA level and gold medalist in the Olympics. That's a lineup. I mean, that's a, that's I mean, a that's really a good lineup. I ain't going to lie. There's some, there's some men's teams that those girls would, would have. A, yes. They could handle. So uh, here's South Carolina starting five. Ty Harris, Tiffany Mitchell, Kayla Davis, Elena Coates, and Asia Wilson. I know Asia Wilson. I don't know any of them. Asia Wilson is is recent. She's the last <laughs> couple of years, but you you look at them and they're they're really nice ball players and they play together and they play a tough brand of basketball and they do a lot of things. But I, I'm not gonna lie, I'll put that Lady Vols roster against anybody. Oh, absolutely. I would. I, the thing is, is and 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 I think that's where LeBron went with it. It said apparently it wasn't a tough decision for LeBron James. And here's the here's the qualm I've got with with media, and and I'm part of it, but I don't have to like it. There was two articles written yesterday about this very topic, and uh, and, and one article was titled "LeBron thinks UConn is better than Tennessee," hmm. and that one's the one that revved me up. 
Then I saw another one that said LeBron thinks the lady Pat Summit's Lady Vols would smash South Carolina. Well, that one made me happy. Yeah, I literally had like a a, a high low moment in about fifteen minutes because once I got the alert, I Googled it and then I was like, oh, I see what you did there. Just so you know, the fog on the orange glasses started to come down. Oh, yeah. It was going to get rough. It was going to get rough. Like, there's a reason why my orange glasses have those little fisherman yeah. catch things. That's because when I get rough, they hang around my neck. There it's, you go. it's going on. But it said, here's what LeBron's tweet said verbatim. It said, no disrespect to those lady Gamecocks and their hoopers because they can ball. He said, but that, all caps, that, Lady Vols team would smash dang near any team. Now, if you put them versus Lady Huskies, Bird, DT, Maya, B. Stewart, and Lobo, now we talking, and yes, I know they ain't in the SEC. Not an English major. No, not at all. Not an English major. But uh, Staley had her own reply, uh, albeit brief. She said, K. LeBron. Well, she she knows. She has to know that she has no well, rebuttal to that. Well, what she's probably thinking is, I'm coach of the year. I'm I'm you know defending national championship on my way to another, and you can't just give me five minutes, LeBron. Like this was a discussion that wouldn't have been had five years ago. No, people wouldn't have looked and said, you know what? I'd put I'd put that South Carolina squad up against any of them Pat Summit teams. It would have never happened. No. It, albeit, all respect to those girls. Again, there's a reason this conversation came up and was somewhat valid. This thing pushed through some some editors and things. This is, I mean, you can do it. And, and in the Southeastern Conference, there's no other team to, to do this with. I mean, you're not going to do it with Kentucky because they're up and down. You're not going to do it with Florida. You're not going to do it with Alabama. I mean, heck, Alabama didn't beat Tennessee till like three years ago. Right. So, so the thing is, is this was the only stretch you could make in the Southeastern Conference. And it was a stretch at that, and LeBron just called it out. And and honestly, had he been playing, had he been in the postseason right he now, or whatever, never seen it. he'd have never seen it. He'd have just kept on scrolling. Might have liked it. Might have put the yeah. heart on it on Instagram, but he would have just kept on moving. Yep. So I, I thought Don Staley's approach was more of a why'd you have to like this was our five minutes of fame. This was our right getting recognized with the likes of Pat Summit, and, and maybe I'm a little brash about that, but, I mean, I think that's what it is. I mean, you can look at it. I mean, it's like Alabama football, and I'm a Tennessee fan. But you look at Alabama football, and then Tennessee's number two on SEC championships. There's like 13 or 14 SEC championship gap. We've got 13. They've got like 28. Wow. So what I'm saying is, is yeah, we're number two. But they just got that gap that we're having to overcome. South Carolina's the same way. They're probably, over the last 20 years, the number two SEC women's program. They've got one national championship. Pat Summit's got eight. Pat Summit ain't coached since 12. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm I'm sitting here and I'm like, it, it ain't that close. But no. But again, that's what I think her response was. But it said, former Tennessee football national championship wide receiver Peerless Price weighed in on this. I thought it was pretty awesome. He said, man, stop. Lady Vols by 50. Better do a UConn versus the Lady Vols. This would be easier work by the Lady Vols. VFL. Yeah. And and see, and that's the thing is, you know, I've never been, I don't know. It, it, the only time I pay attention to any kind of basketball is around March Madness time. That's it. And But there was one rivalry that I was well aware of when it came to women's basketball. Tennessee and UConn. That's it. 
Nobody else. No conferences matter. Nothing else mattered. It was Tennessee UConn. Well, and, and here's the thing: I'm I'm fully aware of the the situation. Tennessee's 14 and six against UConn in the Geno in the Geno era. I mean, they've got an upper hand. But here's the thing, and I'll say this: it's it's the same reason the orange glasses tell me about Peyton. Is the same reason the orange glasses talk about Pat Summit. Tom Brady chases Peyton. Peyton never chased Tom Brady. That's my my discussion and the end of story. Same thing goes with Pat Summit and Gino Oriema. He's got 11 national championships since 1995. I mean, it's stupid, right? That's that's pretty impressive. Yeah. But I'll say this. You can have Pat Summit without Gino Oriema. You can't have Gino Oriema without Pat Summit. Right. There wouldn't have been a game for him to to perfect or to do better or or to what have you. It's the whole deal. You don't have Bear Bryant unless General Nealon lays down the Southeastern Conference. You don't have you don't have Nick Saban unless you have a Bear Bryant. He doesn't go to Alabama because the tradition's not there. It's it's a a building block effect, if you will. That yeah, well, whatever you put this Pat Summit and you put this uh, Geno thing together, and you can probably it their numbers can show that Geno's probably got a little bit. There's no bar. That's what it is. There's no bar. So. What's he shooting for? Well, exactly. Well, I mean, he, I think he's still got to get to 1,098 wins. That's where Pat, Pat Summit laid off. So he's still got to get there. But but at the same rate, here's the deal. Like, one, he never drove the bus for the Lady Yukon Huskies. Nope. He never washed the uniforms for the Lady Huskies. He never was a basically a PE teacher that said, hey, you want to coach some ladies basketball? You know what I'm saying? And then when she started coaching, she had to go she had to go play in the Olympics. Right. So I am just saying like there's a whole dynamic of I'm not going to be denied that Gino just didn't have to fight. You know, he just didn't have to do that. And granted, is he great? Absolutely. Can he get the most out of not a lot? Yes. Does he know how to pick and pluck across the nation great players? Absolutely. But uh, it, it's 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 one of those things. You can have one without the other, and it's Pat Summits. You can have her and and not even care about Gene. Yep, you're exactly and, right. But here's a, here's a few little stat lines about those guys uh, or the ladies that I was talking about. Kelly Harper, Kelly Jolly, back when she played, uh, finished uh, her first season as the Lady Vols head coach, was a three-time national champion under Pat Summit. Holesclaw won three national titles as well. Same team. Uh, was twice the Women's College Basketball Player of the Year and went on to be the number one overall pick in the 99 draft. Uh, Parker, Candace Parker, was a two-time NCAA champion and another Player of the Year winner for Tennessee. Tamika Catchings uh, led the undefeated Lady Vols in 97 and 98 and was named Player of the Year in 2000. Kara Lawson uh, was the fifth overall pick in 2003 and uh, and. And was now in her first season as a, a head or a assistant coach for the Boston Celtics uh, since taking over at South Carolina in 2008. Stately has led her team to one national championship and two Final Fours. <laughs> so, if you look at that, Tennessee—I don't know if you knew this—the Lady Vols have never missed the NCAA tournament. No kidding. Like, there's never been a bracket printed in the ladies' game that didn't have Tennessee on it. That's pretty impressive. You want to know how many teams can say that? One, 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 and and there's that's another thing. I mean, South Carolina, like I said, they've been to one, two Final Fours and 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 one national championship, and they're getting compared to Tennessee, and they're probably the number two team in the conference. What does that say? I, you know, it's 
this is one of those times where if somebody was like, hey, can we can we get a graph on this? I would be like, oh, you most certainly can get a graph on this. Yeah, absolutely. Because right now, you and I speak in this, we keep throwing around number one, number two, number one, number two. Well, you always have that number number two. It should be right beside number one, right? Well, when you put this on a piece of paper and you actually show this, that you've got an eight, and then the number two team has one, and that's in the conference, yes, that deserves a visual so that you can actually see this comparison to see how unlikely it, it is. This is not a comparison that, I mean, you can make it, sure, but does it hold water? No, I, I don't think so. <laughs> it's on their Wikipedia page. I'm looking up Tennessee's NCAA tournament kind of record. It's, you know, since they started having a sanctioned NCAA tournament for women, 1981-82, Tennessee's been to every one of them. And it says they literally have a sentence in here that says the team has been a contender for national titles for over 30 years. That's a statement. That is a statement. You're right. Oh, it's a uh, it, it's it's very it's it's the Lady Vols have won at least a share of the SEC regular season championships seventeen times, won seventeen SEC tournament championships, uh, made eighteen Final Four appearances, uh, and won eight national championships. That's awesome. Eighteen Final Fours. I mean, that's Duke, North Carolina numbers. Yeah, it is. Orange Bloods. Big. Yeah, Orange Bloods, baby. But <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. But, uh, you, you know, you look at it. Look at this. You see this? That's their record. It's a Wikipedia page that has NCAA tournament championships, runner-up, Final Fours, Elite Eight, Sweet Sixteens, et cetera, and I've literally got to scroll up to get to more information. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a whole lot of dates there. Got it in there. And some of them are duplicate. I mean, of course, if you made it to the Elite Eight, you that same year is going to be in the Sweet Sixteen. But, I mean, just, just to put it in perspective – uh, there, there was a time there. They went a whole decade and and always went to the elite eight. Wow, is that not something? <laughs> that not something. But anyway, the conversation has has slid a little bit. There's there's not the there is some discrepancy in Lady Vols in South Carolina right now. And right now, South Carolina's got the upper hand, but they're still looking uphill. So they're they're going to have to to keep pushing. I think it gives Kelly Harper a little bit of motivation to say, you know what, if they're having this conversation, we're out of touch. We've got to we've got to do some things to get this thing back right because she doesn't understand that she literally lost she lost I think the national championship game her sophomore season she played I think in four straight national championship games if not four straight final fours uh, so so she doesn't understand that we're even being discussed in the same breath as South Carolina UConn she understands that rivalry is something that's always going to be there and actually rekindled this year and Tennessee pushed that button. UConn ended up spreading it out in the second half, but they went to the half. Lady Vols leading UConn. I'm glad too, because that's 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 the classic rivalry. That's the one you want to hear. It, it's one of those things you, you talk about. You talk to Gino, and and he's he's as arrogant as they come, but he'll even say those are the games that kept me up at night. Like those oh, are yeah. the things that I was like. You know, they just played so hard. He talked about Pat's teams. And, and you know, I think I think looking back, he's aged a little bit and mellowed. Uh, he got emotional there after Pat had passed, talking about just, you know, that, that rivalry and how he hated Tennessee. He hated Tennessee. And he probably still does, honestly. Because there's some of those d- defeats in, like, the Elite Eight or the, the Final Four that, that would have been 12 or 13 championships for him. And uh, 
I think it's one of those deals where I think he looks back and understands how much better he became playing Tennessee, but at the same rate, I think he looks back and goes, I don't, I don't know if we coached at the parallels, if, if we coached at the same time, if, if any of this would have been possible. You know, and that's, that's awesome for him to think that or for think, him to hopefully have that kind of mindset. That's awesome. I think so. And, and, and you know, he's, he's, uh, he's kind of an elder statesman in the, in the game now. He's, you know, he's up there in years. Don't know how much longer he'll be doing it. Uh, but I don't see him slowing down anytime soon. And, and again, over the years, I have gained some respect. It's kind of like Bill Belichick. It's kind of like Nick Saban. I've gained respect for those guys because of how long they've been good, you know, and, and I can, I can respect those things, but, Liking them, that's a stretch. That's a stretch. Lady Vols by 10, if anybody wants to know what I think UConn would do. Because, one, Lobo's tall, but she's skinny. And Candace Parker would take her to the hole, and it'd be over. But we're going we're gonna to take a break. Listen to these fine sponsors. When we come back, all-decade team for the NFL. We'll be right back. Buying a home is one of the biggest financial decisions you will ever make, and it can be overwhelming. But Donna Cry at Mortgage Investors Group is committed to making your home buying experience a pleasure. Donna Cry is my personal home mortgage specialist. MIG is rated number one in residential mortgage lenders in Tennessee. Are you considering a new home? Then use who I trust, Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group in Maryville. Whether you're buying your first home or your fifth, Donna will help you put your home ownership plans into action. Call Donna at 865-984-9948. Or go to DonnaCry.com. MIG is an equal housing lender. The Blunt Partnership is committed to leading the Blunt County business community through this coronavirus outbreak. We will continue to be a resource for all businesses, as well as supplying up-to-date information for our community. Please check out our website for updated information at www.bluntchamber.com or search for Blunt Chamber on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Maryville. They open at 7.30 a.m. and have daily drink specials. They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily, as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville, a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Got something you're grinding on? Give us a call at 865-983-4310. Now back to the grind with host Wayne Kaiser. 100.9 FM, 850 AM. Rocky Top Sports.
and welcome back inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Jeff McIntyre as I've cooled off, brought up the UConn <laughs> name, and, and that temperature just went straight up. I don't know why. Maybe it's just because it, it's quite a bit hot in here most times, but I don't know. I'm, I'm good now. I'm good. I'm good. 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 Orange glasses, fogged, uh, defogged. Yeah, doing that little blow-up thing. Uh, but <laughs> – NFL, NFL brought out their their all decade team for the 2010s. Is that not like the craziest thing though? Like when they said that, I went, "It has been another decade." Yes. Wow. And well, yeah. And then you start looking at the names, and then it really sinks in because I didn't see the names that I wanted to see, and I had to. <laughs> yeah, no, right. Yeah, my black and gold glasses were like, no, 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 no. Whoa, 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 what? And then I was like, oh, wait a second, yeah. So so here's some snubs. Here's some guys who are not on this list. Okay. Okay? And this will just tell you what this list does look like. Uh, probably the biggest snub, I thought, and, it, and it's just power of the position, right? Where do you play and who's in your, and who's in your, your room? But Drew Brees, not on this list. Pass Peyton Manning for the all-time touchdowns, all-time yardage in this decade. How, how, how many all-decade teams can Breeze be on? Because <laughs> he's been going, what, 20 years now? I'm just saying, though, he's he's not on this one. That's the that's the. That is thing. a shame. A.J. Green, uh, Terrell Suggs. I mean, that's honestly, I, that, that one doesn't shock me. Andy Reid is not a coach on the all-decade team. Uh, Cameron huh. Wake, uh, not on it. DeMarcus Ware, edge rusher, which I thought uh, when he went to the, the Broncos and kind of – cemented himself i thought that would have got him enough but we'll see who who took his place at that edge spot ty hilton not on it doesn't surprise me des bryant uh he he only played through 17 so that doesn't surprise me uh andrew whitworth he's a uh he he's an alignment uh that that was a kind of a he was kind of a stalwart but at the same rate he played for the Bengals the majority of the decade so i, I don't know that i put him there but jason witten Jason Witten, I think he, if he would have played and not went to the, the booth for a year or so, probably would have maybe been here. But uh, I, I just think I think his absence and the, the change of the position in this decade, probably the biggest transition for a position was at the tight end spot. It's more of a receiver now. Yeah, uh, It's not so much the, the blocking side of things that, that we've become accustomed to. But those are the guys who didn't make the cut. That's the top ten snubs. As uh, as per NFL.com, but the All Decade team looks a little bit like this: the the offensive roster, uh, and there's some unanimous selections here. Tom Brady, quarterback, QB one, uh, he was a unanimous selection. Do you think he should have been unanimous? I I don't know that I don't think he got he should get the most votes, but unanimous was a little bit. Eh? Uh, it's tough. I mean, yeah, it's it's that argument that always happens. And if if I have to vote, I'm gonna vote Tom Brady. I mean, I can't not. He's got vote the him. rings in the decade. He has the hardware to go with it. You know, and that's that's what a lot of people put on it. But unanimous, I thought was a little heavy. You have to understand the metric. That's the thing, and that's what we never understand yeah, is right. the metric. Because what are they using? You've got Frank Gore on this list, right? You know, does he have the hardware to be on there? No. Honestly, but I would put he I has would the put, numbers. I would put RB two as RB one. Marshawn Lynch is running back two. I would put him as one just because he's a freak. 
Like he's a flip yeah. switch. Like I'm going to get you a hundred yards today. Like he can just make that decision. Right. And 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 I, that's the same thing though. Does he have the hardware to back up being there? No, I don't think so. But Frank but Gore you, definitely doesn't. But you have Tom Brady there. And right. why? You had seasons where Peyton had more yards, where Breeze had more yards, had more touchdowns. You know that they, they were they were there. But so you have to you have to pick a metric and you have to stick with it. Right. And, and if it's going to be hardware, then you have to reflect that. If it's not going to be hardware, <laughs> right? Then I think you have other names in this list. Yeah, honestly, you know, QB twos, Aaron Rodgers, Frank Gore, Marshawn Lynch, Lashawn McCoy, and Adrian Peterson are the running backs. Adrian Peterson. A unanimous selection. See, and that's another one. I mean, they so, gave him they gave him those those Minnesota years early in the decade. Sure, I think. but here's the problem: Jason Witten. They both had a hiatus in their career. Right. Why is Witten left off, but Peterson's on here? He hasn't done anything the last two years. I tell you, Travis Kelsey doesn't win the the Super Bowl. He's not number two. I agree. He's not number two. Uh, wide receivers are Antonio Brown. Boo. Larry Fitzgerald. Agree. Calvin Johnson and Julio Jones. Calvin Johnson, I don't think he's played in like four years. You know, the problem is, though, it, it, Calvin Johnson. I would have put like Julian Edelman right there. See, and that's that, that's that metric. What, what If you're going by hardware, oh, yeah. No, no, I'm just saying like the go-to guy. He is, but he probably doesn't have the numbers because he's a slot guy. Wow. Right. But, but if you go with a hardware, yeah, lose Julio, lose Fitzgerald, right. lose Antonio, he's got a goose egg. Yeah. He never now, won if you one. go with blonde blonde mustaches, yeah, you're he'll good. He'll be right brother. on there, brother. <laughs> but, uh, Flex is Darren Sproles, maybe one of the more versatile players ever. But uh, I don't know that he's an all-decade team guy. Tight ends are Rob Gronkowski, Travis Kelsey. Like I said, Gronk's probably yeah. You you don't put anybody else there. No. But the tight end too. There, there's all kinds. You you could put Kelsey there. I mean, there's there's plenty of guys you could put there. Honestly, early in the decade, Jimmy Graham is exactly. probably a decent decent look right there. Uh, Linemans are Jason P- Peters, Tyrone Smith, Joe Staley, Joe Thomas from the Browns got the nod as a unanimous selection. Jari Evans, Logan Mankins, Zach Martin, Marshall Yonda, uh, another unanimous selection. Alex Mack and Marie- Marquise Pouncey. Uh, so not your Maurice Pouncey. But uh, Marquise Pouncey. Marquise is a stealer. Either way. Is he? Is he? He's our center. You sure? Yeah. Well. Pretty sure. He's a gator. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. He's a gator. But uh, anyway, I, I don't really have any I don't really have any any knock. I like Joe Thomas. I, I think that's a, probably a good slide. But defense, uh, Calais Campbell, defensive end. Cameron Jordan, defensive end. Julius Peppers and J.J. Watt uh, are the edge rushers. I like J.J. Uh, Geno Atkins. Fletcher Cox, Aaron Donald, and Dominican Sue are your tackles. Aaron Donald being the unanimous selection. Uh, linebackers Chandler Jones, Luke Keekley, Khalil Mack, Vaughn Miller, Bobby Wagner, and Patrick Willis. Probably the scariest linebacker crew I've, I've looked at in a long time. Uh, cornerbacks Patrick Peterson, Darrell Rivas, Richard Sherman. Safeties Eric Berry, Earl Thomas, Eric Weddle. Uh, DBs Chris Harris Jr. and Tyron Matthew. Uh, the Honey Badger, and then Specialist, uh, Johnny Hecker, uh, Shane Leckler, Stephen Goskowski, Justin Tucker, unanimous, uh, Tyreek Hill, punt returner, Darren Sproles, punt returner, Devin Hester, punt returner, and Cordero Patterson, a punt returner. Coaches are Bill Belichick and Pete Carroll. I don't know that I agree with Pete Carroll, but 
at the same rate, um, they're probably giving him a little uh, reprieve for, for having gotten fired twice and then coming <laughs> back and getting it done. I still blame him for everything, everything that happened at Tennessee. Blame. If he does, I blame him for Lane is what I do. I blame for Lane. But anyway, we're on our way out. My orange glasses will be on tomorrow if you want to see them some more. But tomorrow we got a special guest, one of Boone's former teammates at Maribel College. You don't want to miss it. If you're on your way to work or on your way home, take care, be safe, and yes, grind on.